Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I'm often asked by people, which NFT should they buy? And although I really don't like to give any kind of specific advice because there are too many variables, it's almost like asking someone, well, what tastes good on a menu? Well, it really depends on you, your taste. I like spicy, but you might not like spicy. I don't really care for sweets, but other people do. So there's too many variables as to say, what should someone buy next? However, today I'm going to give you some advice as to buying your first NFT or your next NFT. So as the title of this episode says, find your tribe before buying your next NFT, that is the focus and the direction in which I'm going to go. And it really depends as far as what you're looking for, what your personality is like, and exactly what your goal is for within this Web3 space, buying NFTs. Are you trying to learn something? Are you trying to access a community? Whatever it might be. But definitely finding your tribe either way is going to be the most important thing. And I highly recommend doing that before buying your first or your next NFT. And what really sparks this idea for this episode is the time that I've been spending in the apocalyptic ape spaces. And trust me, that took a lot out of me to say apocalyptic apes correctly. That is something that I have been practicing saying over and over and over because I kept butchering the name apocalyptic. However, as you can see, I'm just excited that I can finally say it correctly. So I started just lurking around their spaces about two or three months ago and I realized that I never really spoke, never came up on the stage, and I even interviewed 50 on episode 204, so if you want to hear more about that project, that is the place to go. But this episode is really not about the apes, it is about just finding your tribe in general. And the reason why I'm bringing them up is because I lurk around their spaces, I like to listen to just what they're speaking about, and today... Someone came up and actually said why they wanted to be a part of the apes, why they got their NFT, and why they're part of the community. And it all came down to they liked the people. They liked that they were having real-life conversations. They were speaking about each other's days, what they were going through. And it wasn't all about the floor price, the project, what the founder is up to, the next thing in the roadmap, or anything that they could do as far as marketing or branding or anything of that nature. It was literally just what's going on in your day today, and they're going around, and they're talking about just anything in life, whether it be the new latest headlines, what they're doing in their corporate worlds, their day jobs, or their family issues, anything for that matter. And that is the reason why that person gravitated towards that community. And they even said, as went as far as to say that there was a little bit of beef for a squabble that came up within that community, and they just squashed it right there alive in the spaces. And it was at that moment they knew that that is definitely the community that they want to be a part of. So why am I bringing this up? It is all because there are multiple reasons why someone would join a community. However, in Jamaica, there's a saying that you taste and buy. Anytime you see people walking around, they're selling fruits or whatever it might be, they might say taste and buy, meaning, well, you want to know if these are some sour fruit well, have some or taste this, smell this or whatever it might be. And there's even a joke. There was a guy that was walking around and he was saying rat poison tasting by. I mean, obviously no one's going to taste rat poison, but it's just a common thing in the culture. However, it actually works a lot within this NFT space is before you spend your money on whatever it is buying into a particular community, why not taste before you buy? Or even in the States, I think of when we go to deli counters, when you try to figure out which slice of meat that you want, a lot of the times the attendant that's behind the counter will say, 
say, well, do you want to taste it first? Especially when you're trying to explore, well, do I want the smoked honey ham or do I want the honey roasted or do I want the sun-dried tomato one? All these different flavors, all these different things. And a lot of times they'll give you a slice for free just to taste it before you know exactly what you want a pound of, a half a pound of, or even to test out the thickness. They'll cut the first slice, show you what it is. Do you want this? Do you want another one? A little bit thicker, a little bit thinner. So this is not just a matter of Caribbean culture. This actually happens all over the place in different areas or in the sense of nobody just goes out on day one and says, yes, this is my bride. I'm going to get married. No. Well, there could be an arranged marriage, but I'm talking about in normal Western civilization cultures is there's dating period. You get to know someone and then you decide, is this the right person for me? And then you get married. And why not do that when it comes to these NFT communities? Why spend your hard earned money, join into something? Maybe you don't even enjoy those people's company or whatever it might be. And when things like this happens within the market, this downturn that we're currently seeing, if you bought into a community at a very high price without really tasting before you bought, well, when everything goes down, that is going to be one of those regrettable purchases that you're just dumping, selling it for whatever you can get for it. And it's, it's that's where money is lost. However, if you were someone that really bought into a community that you necessarily enjoyed and well, the floor price tanked, it doesn't even matter because you are a part of that community, you're hanging out with them, you're getting that benefits and all those different things. So the floor price doesn't matter because you're not looking to sell it. The best place to get a feel of these communities is either Twitter space or Discord. I myself am not the best person to give Discord advice because I'm not the biggest Discord fan. I just hang out in a few of them. Sure, I join them to do the little whitelist grind, but generally speaking, I hate doing that. And I just want to get a feel of it. Sometimes I lurk in these discords, but for the most part, how I get a feel of all the projects, all the people that I speak to and everything, it's through Twitter spaces. Right now, that is by far the best place outside of face-to-face interactions that you can actually get a vibe of someone, see what they're about, hear the tone of voice, hear how they interact with people, how they deal with pressure, because sometimes someone will come on stage that might not have flattering things to say about the project or the founder, and seeing how they actually respond to it really gives you a good idea about what these people are about. Or in the case of if some conflict arises, well, how do they deal with that as a community? Is someone not happy about the way someone was treated? They didn't get their ample time to speak on the floor? Did they not like that their idea wasn't taken into consideration when doing some sort of project or artwork, whatever it might be? Sometimes these things are aired out in public so everyone can actually see how this thing works. And I think there's a very good way to get a feel of what you're getting yourself into. And I'm not someone who just has an endless bankroll, just massive amounts of ETH, and I can just throw money all over the place and decide, okay, well, that didn't work out for me, and just move on as quickly as possible. I have to really decide and get a feel of where I'm going. So it actually has helped me out in many cases in the sense that since I don't have that luxury of just being able to throw money in, see whatever sticks sticks and move on. I've had to use this principle as a way to gauge where I'm going to put my money because I have limited funds, right? So one thing too is you can get a feel from a community because let's say there are a bunch of trait snobs, right? When I say a trait snob is someone who is like, oh, well, if you're not in the top 10 rare traits, then you're not really a collector. Well, that sort of thing. There are some communities like that. It sounds ridiculous, but if you don't have a particular trait on your NFT, it's almost like, well, the other 9,900 are irrelevant as opposed to unless you have one of these top 100s. And that might be the OG ones or whatever. And any community that does that always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I don't even want to be a part of it. Not to mention, there are some projects that have multiple generations or spinoffs. For example, the Bored Apes turned around and had the Mutant Apes. The Lazy Lions had the Lazy Lion Cubs. 
the chibis have the apes and the galaxies. Then you have the world of women. Then they have the world of women galaxies. So multiple projects have different layers. And even I opened up this thing speaking about the apocalyptic apes. They have the A-Apes, the Genesis collection. Then they have the queens. Then they're getting ready to have the breeding program. So there's going to be even kids and all sorts of things. So if this community is someone that is just really snobbish and it's like if you're not in the Genesis collection, the first collection, then you are just like irrelevant, then you know, do you really want to be a part of that? It's such a elitist feel. And hey, if that is your thing, you want to be in that sort of environment, cool. However, for the rest of us that don't want to be in that sort of thing, just feel around, see how they interact, how they're treating other people, getting a good feel, and what better space to do that than within these Twitter spaces. And as far as picking out which NFT to actually purchase, now, there are different ways of looking at this. Now, not every community is even a profile picture, you know, with the different faces and the attributes and all that. It could be something like the Proof Collective, which is just basically a pass, or the NFT 365 project where they all look the same. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a profile picture type of project. However, that is the most common. So that's what I'm going to go into next as far as picking out one of those and getting into one of those projects. You can either... Just get one off the floor because that is the cheapest way to get into the community, which is what I end up doing a lot of the time. Or you can get a trait that represents you. So let's say you actually found a community that this is going to be your home in theory. This is your base community. This is the people that you're going to rock with. Well, looking for a specific trait that really represents what you're about, who you are, is a great way to do it. And I'll tell you how I normally do it. I normally get in the cheapest way I possibly can and then... For the second one, I end up trying to find the one that actually represents me the best. Now, the reason why I do that is because in theory, once I find a great community, if I see something that is a great deal, maybe something's on the floor that I think is just really undervalued, I just get it right away. And then as I'm interacting, engaging with that community, spending some time with them, I constantly watch to see if something comes up that I can really relate to, that I want, or I watch a specific trait keep an eye on particular NFTs or whatever it might be. And I just watch out for whenever that pops up on the market or I make an offer. But at least I know once I'm in, I'm in. And pretty much every single project I came into, it really wasn't with my favorite NFT or the one that I really liked. And it wasn't until after a while that I found that one that I really identify with, connect, want to use as a profile picture or whatever it might be. But going back to the whole thing, why am I saying find your base community, your tribe before you purchase your first or your next NFT? It's because when these rough times come, just being able to hang out with your people, your tribe, talk about life and all those different things, it really doesn't matter what that floor price is. Think about it with your offline friends or whoever you relate with and you actually hang out with and vibe with offline. Well, regardless of if it's a recession or if things are going great at home or at work, that relationship is what it is, right? It has its own value within itself. It's not like you change out your friends as the economy gets better or worse, at least in theory. I mean, you really shouldn't. So if you have that base community, you have that NFT that you're just anchored with, that community. Again, I've done so many episodes speaking about that is where you're going to get your alpha from those other people. You're going to really get to know people. They might be future business partners and all of that. But generally speaking, the main thing is you just want somewhere that you're going to be anchored, right? You want a peer group, someone that really has your values. And I know it sounds like this is just hoopla, fluffy stuff, but it's until you find that community that you absolutely love and you just know that there is no reason why I will ever sell every single one of these things. I'm going to either hold on to at least one so I'm a part of the community or I'm just going to stack up and just ride this thing to the moon, whatever it might be. Well, the, once you find that community, just hold on to that community and that's when the space is really the best. 
And I know I love to speak about other blockchains as far as what's going on on Soul, Wax, and other places, but as far as communities go, I think that is a thing that ETH has better than anyone. These PFP profile picture communities, whatever you want to call them, I think that are built on ETH is better than anywhere else. And I think it's really cool. There's a lot of value in projects that have been out for a while. I know it feels great to be an OG. Someone has been there for mint, grinded on the whitelist, and then hopped on and whatever. But also, there is a benefit in seeing some of these older projects that have been around for, let's say, six months to a year right now. And you can see how the community has grown. Have they been consistent over time? You can watch them. You can lurk. You can hang out with them, really speak to particular holders, say, hey, why do you hold this? What's going on here? What was it like? And so forth. Get a real good feel of things. So I highly recommend you do that before you ever spend any money on anything. But I would love to know, what are your thoughts on this? Have you found your base community yet? If so, I would love to hear about it. Which project are you in? Why did you decide to join this project? And what's so special about the community? Feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter Always happy to hear about these communities, especially if it's one that I've never mentioned on this show. Please feel free to make your pitch. And who knows, maybe I'll come in with you. But as usual, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.